Still feeling a little eh about the Celtics' three-game losing streak. We'll uh, air some of our remaining grievances and talk about the difference between generating three-pointers and taking three-pointers. And then, I can't believe I have to say, Marcus Smart should sit in crunch time. But Joe is doing something that makes me say, that's got to be the case. We'll talk about it right now on the Locked On Celtics podcast. Be ever ready. Recognize the city of champs. Boston, baby, we do what you can. Locked on number 18, Tatum and Brown, J team. Step back, we gon' wet that and slay teams. Of course, the Celtics, who else could it be? Screaming like KG with the Larry OB. Corrales above average, assessing the team status. Best daily pod, no cap, salary matching. Clutch like Bird to DJ, keep John on replay. Primetime, dapping up the truth on the sideline. Rain and Jays, how it started, raising banners, how we finished. Locked on Celtics pod, home of the winners. B. Hey there, welcome back to the Lockdown Celtics podcast right here on the Lockdown Podcast Network, where it is your team every day. And I'm here for you every day with a free, fresh podcast drop directly to your device if you are a subscriber. So whichever app you want to use, doesn't matter. This show exists there. So hit that subscribe button. You can also do the same thing on YouTube. It's a fun time over there on the YouTube page. Hop into that comment section. Talk about the show. Talk about the team. Talk about the host. Whatever. You just hop in there, have fun. It's a good time. I'm John Corrales. I once played professional basketball a long time ago. Now I cover the Celtics for Boston Sports Journal. I've also written a book called Boston Celtics All-Time All-Stars. Today, more on this Celtics team that is just in a bad way right now. Three-game losing streak, not that big of a deal, except the way they're losing is a big deal. So, one thing we're going to talk about later on is Derek White. You just got to find a way to play Derek White. I, I, I almost don't even care how you figure it out. You got to play Derek White. We're going to talk about that. Uh, we're going to talk about the concept of generating three-pointers versus just taking three-pointers. Uh, and we're going to do that with our good friend, Tom Westerholm, who I will say, I don't know why I never came up with that thought. <laughs> But you encapsulated it in a tweet during the game, and I was like, that's just the great way to put it. And I'm sure I've said the term generating three-pointers before, but you just put it in that in that context there, and I was like, oh, that's very succinct and apt, and damn it, Tom. So well, I figured then- I might and then you decided to have me on the podcast, which yeah. you know it's my, like it's my first appearance, man. It's it's good. Yeah, to be I here. reached out to your people. Um, I you got you got in touch with my people. Media um, contacts. Yeah, yeah. I mean, obviously, PR staff. There's lawyers. a lot of googling involved. Yeah, and, and here yeah. I am, man. So it's it's yeah. been a it's been a crazy journey, but I'm happy to happy to be on the show. Fund me to get the fee that it costs to get you onto the show. So yeah. thanks to everybody who contributed to that. That I hope uh, you don't. I hope you don't need a kidney in the future, or like an operation in the future, because you've used up your GoFundMe. Yeah, me on the yeah. Show, I so. mean, there was a lot of zeros in that, but people, people. When I said it was about generating three pointers versus taking three pointers, they said. Well, we got to hear this show. We must have him. <laughs> we must. We must. But let's wait. Let's wait. Let's okay. talk about that. Let's, I want to get the temperature. I want to take the temperature of the room here because it's it's a three-game losing streak, right? Teams go through three-game losing streaks all the time. And it's not so doom and gloom. But, Tom, the way they've lost these three games – is where I, I've I've been very kind of down that this has been 
very much like the beginning of last season where in, in, and even in the, in the finals, like all of the things that they had done wrong, it's, it's like, it's coming back. So where do you, where's, where do you land on this? Do you sit there and think, uh Oh, old habits coming back? Or do you think, eh, whatever, it's, it's something that they're going through. So I kind of, I'm, I'm kind of a both minds in that. I think that these losses are concerning, right? Because they are losses and because the, you know, the Celtics, um, you know, like they're, they're, clearly going through a funk of some kind um well you know what like i think i'm i'm willing to throw out uh the the loss to the cavaliers like i'm willing to say like yeah okay, that too. like it's just you know double overtime the night before and then overtime the next night look should, should grant williams have made the free throws of course yeah. he should have like we all get it uh you know um but like that that aside like you know setting aside their opportunity to kind of steal the game um I, you just could have seen that loss coming. The other ones, I mean, it's less to me about the blown leads because like leads get blown all the time in the NBA now. Like it's just, it just is what it is. Right. It's more about the fact that like when that lead starts to slip away, like I I'm fine. If the lead get, if, if you're up by 20 and you win by four, fine, that happens. That happens all the yeah. time. It's just that you like, if you don't win by four, then I start to worry about like just the way that you let go of the rope. Right. The, the way that it just kind of gets away from you and you can't get it back. And that to me is it is kind of similar to what you see, like when, when the Celtics, when something starts to go wrong, it feels like this group sometimes has trouble kind of reversing that trend. Right. Like the heat start turning them over in the Eastern Conference finals. And all of a sudden, just they're just like a turnover team. Like they just turn everything over. Right. Yes. Like it's it, like when threes start to miss, it's every single three like that they could possibly shoot doesn't matter how open doesn't matter how good it is it's just clank 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 and it's that like that little switch that they don't seem to be able to flip that like that kind of like okay like i mean everybody gets on missoula for calling timeouts but it's like that that or for not calling timeouts but it's that like coach called the timeout like get sit down get it together all right let's get back out there you know the lead's down to, to seven let's keep it there this team just doesn't seem to have that right now and that to me is concerning. That's been part of this team's history. They, they, when things go wrong, they don't just have a stretch. And this is what I asked Al Horford the other night. Like I, 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 it's different than the Nets went on an 11, two run. Those, those happen all the time in every game. 11, two run. You miss a couple of shots. You have one turnover. They get hot. They have a run. Okay, fine. The runs, the basketball. This is a new thing that I just came up with. Is a game of runs. So yeah, I don't know. Just take a second there. Right, you want to write that down? That down? I I do. And while I'm writing that down, please you write down that it is a make or miss league. Ooh, because yeah, that's also related. I think. Yeah, I think I think it is related. Uh, So I don't care about runs. That that's gonna happen. But you're right that. The thing that really is just sticking in me right now, that sticking in my side, it's like, why, why are these, you're, you're committing the worst kind of turnovers. And I feel like they go back to individual stuff that we're back to everyone saying with good intentions, oh boy, we're really 
this is a bad stretch. I got to make a play. And I really feel like if I could reach into the brains of the Celtics and pick out a phrase from their, their lexicon, I got to make a play or I was trying to make a play. I want to take that concept out of their head. I don't want you individually to try and make a play. I want all, I want the team to make a play. I want you guys to run a play. I want you guys to play together. I don't want this concept of, well, this guy is struggling and Tatum doesn't have it going. And Marcus is, you know, upset. I got to make a play. Well, no, because when you got to make a play, what ends up happening is one of those guys goes one on three and it's another turnover. Right. And then you've turned it over. And then the guy next to him says, boy, that was a bad turnover by JB. He's had a couple of them. I got to make a play. And then he does it. And then the other guy next to him is like, those two guys are really struggling right now. I got to make a play. And everybody's trying to make a play and nobody does because they're all trying to do it themselves. Right. When they do it themselves and, and, you have guys like Tatum and Brown who are elite level players, but they can't always just try to do it themselves because they're not LeBron. They're not KD. They're just not those guys. Maybe they think they're those guys or they're close to being those guys, but they're not. So just work together and stop trying to make the play yourself. I think that alone can fix a lot of this stuff yeah i i mean certainly and and i think you know the other thing about jalen and jason is that they are they are different than lebron and katie and that's not always like they're worse than right they're just different players like they're they're different players entirely right um like and and, and we've we've kind of seen um we've seen the way that they're that that, that the celtics can play around them very successfully for lengthy stretches. Um, and, and look, maybe some of this is just that the Celtics are a little streaky and that's concerning too, right? Because that means that like the good streak, the bad streak, it could, it could happen at any time. And like, you know, those compounding things, like, um, because we've seen the reverse too, where the Celtics are, are on a bad streak right now. They're either where it just feels like they're doing everything wrong. Everything's going wrong. We've seen the reverse where it feels like they can't do anything wrong, where, where they're beating up on the suns by a hundred yeah. points and like where they're, um, you know, making every three, like the fact, like, I don't know to me, it's like, you know, the fact that there are those two extremes and the fact that, yeah, like we're, we're back to, to, to guys feeling like they have to make plays that we're back to this kind of, um, individualized atomized thing. Um, that's, that that's where that's where I land. That's where it's like, I I certainly can see my way into into saying that the Celtics are gonna be fine, right? Like, yes, that's a hundred percent in the cards. Like, they they go on another nice little streak before the playoffs. They they start to feel good again. Um, you know, they get into the playoffs, and then it's all just matchup based anyway. And frankly, they match up pretty well with pretty much everybody except for the Cavaliers. Like, I don't know what to say, but like, you know, the, but just that just feels like much more of a toss up than it felt like at the beginning of the season, I guess. All right, let's, let's take a second here. We'll, we'll continue this conversation. We'll fold in the generating threes versus taking threes conversation. Cause it's all part of it. It's all part of playing together. And it's, this is kind of like an extension of last night's podcast. Uh, we'll, we'll do that in just a second. First, 
I'm very excited to talk to you about our new partner and sponsor of today's episode, the mobile game Ultimate Pro GM, which I have right here on my phone here, which, yeah, there you go. Uh, started my own team. Uh, if you ever dream of being an NBA GM and managing your, your basketball franchise, well, now you can do it right here on your phone. Your dream has come true. Manage every strategic aspect of your team, play through the season, and lead your team to glory. You are responsible for hiring the right coaches and assistants, trading and training players, making draft picks, navigating your franchise through free agency, the draft, and all the ups and downs of a season. All of this in a challenging in realistic game world, Ultimate Pro Basketball GM is completely free and playable offline. Play in the go and as you want and when you want to. We are doing this. We on the Lockdown Podcast Network, a few of us hosts, we're going to become GMs. I've always said I have trouble. I think I'll be a terrible GM because I get attached to the players. We'll see if that carries over into the real world. But you can hop in. Do the same. You, you're sitting here telling us what the Celtics should do, build a franchise. Let me know. Can you build a winner on Ultimate Pro Basketball GM? Locked on Celtics listeners get a 100% free boost to their franchise when using the promo code Locked On in the game store. So make sure you check that out. Download the game at probasketballgm.com. Scan the code or look it up on the app stores. That's probasketballgm.com. Ultimate Basketball GM, start your dynasty today. Thanks for making Locked On Celtics your first listen every day. Make Locked On NBA your second listen. I'm recording this show first before the games have uh, begun. So Jake Madison and I will be there for you on the Wednesday Locked On NBA show. Check it out. Whatever the big story is that comes out of the night, uh, we'll be talking about, plus some other things. It's always the biggest stories the most interesting stuff in the NBA. So check out Lockdown NBA, wherever you found this podcast. Let's bring Tom Westerholm in again. And Tom, this is, I feel like in each of these podcasts, I've, I've been, this is the most negative I felt all season. I've been fine all season long. I felt like all season long that this is a championship team, this team. And I still feel like this is a championship team. This team playing at its best is unbeatable to me. Which makes this stretch is it, it, that's why this stretch is is so discouraging because I thought this stuff was behind them, and I don't know if it's fatigue or disinterest or whatever. Maybe they're sitting there saying it's only we're only a couple of games back. It's we're right there with Milwaukee. I said on yesterday's podcast. I look at the schedule. Every one of these games between now and Milwaukee at the end of the month is winnable. They, they have some, some tougher ones, but they play some weak to average opponents along the way. And it, as the, the best team that they're going to face, best record-wise, is the Sacramento Kings. And I just Because they're the Kings, I'm just like, eh, it's just the Kings. Uh, <laughs> no disrespect to the Kings. I know you're better than that. Point is, if they turn this around – it's very easy to turn this around. If they, if they get the right attitude, then they, they can flip this. It's not even a flip, a switch to flip. But that, what I've been talking about, it goes in with what you said about generating three-pointers versus taking three-pointers. And when the Celtics are out there generating three-pointers, which means out of nothing, they are creating open shots versus coming down, taking a pass, and going, oh, here's – Defense screwed up. Here's here's the open shot. I'll just take this one. 
I feel like when you are generating three pointers, you're hitting them at a much higher rate. Yeah. And when you're just taking them, <clears throat> hey, it's kind of like a, a, a crapshoot. It's like a are you hot today or are you not? And that's that's where mentality comes in. And and I hope that that they have the right one. Yeah. I, I mean I think you can always kind of see it, right? Where when the somebody brings it up the floor and you know, you make that first pass. And like you said, like the defense screwed up, it feels like, you know, that first pass happens. And then if, if the defense screws up that first pass, the guy drives and then he kicks it out. And then because he drove and kicked it out instead of chucking it, whoever he kicked it out to is like, okay, uh, I'll swing it. And you know, cause like the defense just gets into rotation and then that person's yeah. like, okay, I'll swing it. And then maybe that person skips it. And then maybe that person goes inside and then that person kicks it back out. It's just, it turns into this whole cycle. And that's, you know, that's that's kind of, I think, where, where you start to think of like a like a, like generating, right? Like 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 a machine that that like they start to look like this very this very well oiled thing. And um, when, whenever that happens, it just I mean, that's when they look like contenders. That's when everybody's like, oh, man, like I this this Celtics team is fun to watch. And, and people talk about their like unsustainably hot start and they were unsustainably hot. They were hitting everything. But a big part of the reason that they were hitting everything is because the ball was popping. Like it was just all these assists, all this ball movement, like yeah. all this really beautiful basketball like that. Like, sure, they were they were unsustainably hot. And and honestly, maybe they just, you know, to, to borrow a phrase from a rival, maybe they need maybe they need to continue to, to trust that process. Right. Of just like like the, the ball, you know, kind of, kind of moving around the process of coming up with three pointers. Uh, but when that starts to fall away, I feel like that's when you start to see like Tatum misses a three pointer, you know, somebody else misses a three pointer. All of a sudden the wheels start to come off and like, you know, guys are like, okay, if I hit one, then maybe that'll get us going. And, and yeah, I mean, it's, it's like you were saying, like, like it comes from a good place from a place of trying to be like, okay, like, you know, like, like we're going to, we're going to toughen up now, but it's like, I don't even know that you need to toughen up. You just got to start like, I don't know, like generate things like yeah. make, make better plays like that. That's all you need to do. And um, sometimes it feels like this team just kind of gets away from that. It definitely gets away from that. And, and, and the, this concept and, and this kind of flight goes with the, the, the way I've been putting it lately. This is my new thing is attacking the defensive breakdown versus attacking the mismatch, um, which to me is so much more uh, advantageous. Because instead of calling over a weak defender, I hate I hate the, all right, I'm Jason Tatum. I got the ball. Okay, where's the weak guy? Let me just say, okay, you guys just relax, defenders. Just chill out. I'm picking out which one of you guys I want to pick on. Okay, you. Come set the pick. And then from there, everyone else is sitting there going like, all right, I got your help. I got this. I'm communicating and so on and so forth. That to me, like, yeah, Tatum can take advantage of that from time to time. He's good enough to take advantage of that. But why not come down and say, oh, there's the weak defender. Let me just dribble this way. Give it to this guy. You drive at the weak defender. And then he screws up. And now the help has to come from somebody. But they haven't discussed in that time that, oh, we've got, no, somebody just helped. And maybe two guys go help. You go, oh, great. I got this. I got this many guys. Let me swing here. Two guys overreact. Let me swing here. And who knows? It could be Jason Tatum who has it again. It's like, 
oh, look at this. Nice big lane to the basket. And someone who has to come flying in to try and contest at the rim is out of control, hits them, and it's an and one. That type of stuff. That's how you do it. And yep. from there, you can find that's how you generate the three-pointers. Because when you're doing that little circle and getting everybody you know, all messed up, that's where you say, all right, now here's the tornado. <laughs> Somebody's outside this. Okay, you. Okay, you got an open three. Great. Or, hey, look at this. I see the rim and nobody there. Boom. Great. Like, or a small guy. That, that's when the Celtics do that, man. It's so amazingly beautiful. And it just bugs me when they stop doing that because they're so capable of it. They're so capable of it, and a big part of the reason they are is because their role players are such high IQ players, right? Like, yes. Like Al Horford. Holy, I mean, like just uh, off the charts. Off the charts. Malcolm Brogdon, off the charts. Derek White, off the charts. Like these guys are are just their their IQ is in the stratosphere, and it's like you take advantage of that. Like it it, it works out for everybody. That's when Tatum was the MVP candidate. That's when. You know, all this, like when everything was just clicking, like when you, when you trust that they also see it guys, like, like you know what I mean? Like, it's like, you know, if, if, if you're Jalen and Jason, it's like, they, they also see how good you are. Like the ball will come back around. Like this all will like can work in conjunction with each other. Um, you know, I just looked it up on, on the NBA stats and like the Celtics this season, um, zero dribble, three pointers, 39.4%, one dribble, 35.1, two dribble, 29.5. Three to six dribble, thirty-one point nine, and like it's like it's just it's a huge difference. And obviously, your zero dribble threes they're going to be a little bit higher anyway, just by the nature of it being a catch and shoot. Right. But again, that zero dribble means you generated it. <laughs> like yeah. you 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 created that. Yes. Um, you don't you don't generally get a zero dribble three just uh, out of nowhere. So, um, yeah, I mean it's I I don't know, man. This like I I just think that like if 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 they can all kind of like put that together like there's enough high iq guys on this team to uh um to to, to create those looks and, and to and to make those and then and then obviously there's enough shooters to make them as well so it uh it it, sh it that i think that's the most frustrating thing about this group right now this should all work this 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 pot should be stirrable but here we are here we are it it should work it's not uh it would work better if a certain guy played, Tom. Mm. A certain guy. Oh, who could it be? Does he have could a high IQ? Does he, he has smart? a high IQ. Oh, okay, pretty he's, smart he's dude. He's a smart guy. He's a smart guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. Plays at the pace that I, I, that I love. Um, as you, we've mentioned him. I actually, everybody knows. I'm, I'm talking about Derek White. Mm -hmm. We'll talk about Derek White when I come back. Uh, first, let's talk about FanDuel. We are very excited to have FanDuel on board as our official sports book here at the Lockdown Podcast Network. It's America's number one sports book and new customers. And there's going to be a lot of new customers here in Massachusetts, especially because it's just about ready to get ramped up here in Massachusetts. You'll get a new, a no sweat first bet up to $1,000 in bonus bets back. If your first bet doesn't win. So go ahead and sign up, download the FanDuel app and, or go to FanDuel.com slash locked on FanDuel.com slash locked on to get your $1,000 no sweat first bet $1,000 in bonus bets when you uh, sign up there uh, at fanduel.com slash locked on. If you wanted to, if you were at a place where 
you can throw some money down and you wanted to. The Celtics, despite all the stuff that we're talking about, they open up at 10.5 point favorites over the Portland Trailblazers. So, Vegas, the folks at the sports books, they still think the Celtics uh, are going to win big here. And they could. They should. Will they? We'll, we'll see. But you can head on over to FanDuel. You can even combine your bets for a chance at a bigger payout with the same game parlay. Remember, FanDuel.com slash on for your no-sweat first bet up to $1,000 in bonus bets uh, right there at FanDuel.com slash on. Make every moment more with FanDuel, the official sports betting partner of the NBA. Just please gamble responsibly. Tom, Joe Mazzula admitted that he was wrong the other day. He said when he was asked about Derek White, he didn't say matchups. He didn't say, like he did when we benched Grant Williams, he didn't say anything uh, of that nature. What he said was, yeah, that's basically a coaching mistake. I, I kind of probably should have found a way to get him in. And yes, absolutely, you should have found a way. Now, sure I understand should, man. against the Knicks where Grant Williams was playing great right. defense against Julius Randle. And so maybe you just roll with, okay, there's great defense. Maybe there's another way to get Derek White in there. And, and you have this kind of back and forth. Somebody, because of this depth, is going to have to sit. And if Derek White played, if we're being fair, if he did play and Derek White and, and Grant Williams sat and all of a sudden Julius Randle went off, at the end of the fourth quarter, we'd be like, Joe, what the hell, man? He was playing great on, on Randall, and all of a sudden you take him out, and Randall goes on an 8-0 run by himself, and you, 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 you blew your chance. So we do have to be fair. But at the same time, this, this is part of a, a – we talk about that good problem to have. I, you know, I think we should retire that phrase. It's not a good problem to have. It's still a problem. And we can say it's great to have that depth, but no, we, the, the good problem to have is does not apply because Derek white needs to be in these games because Derek white is the guy who plays with the pace that I was talking about in yesterday's podcast. He's the dude who knows how to get the ball and make a quick decision and say, Oh, I don't have anything here. You, you try. And like he, he finds his way to the rim and he finds his way into spots where he can make defensive plays. It's it's tough, and this is where I don't envy Joe Missoula, and I right. think this is where Joe Missoula's inexperience and, frankly, lack of in-game feel. This is a problem I think that he has because he's never coached an NBA game, you know, prior to this season. So you have no idea when to be like, ooh, this feels like a Derek White situation. Yeah. If you just don't have that, like, mm, God, we need something. How can we how can we make this work? And just have that out outside the box, like, you know what? Let me let me just take smart out for two minutes. Let me just take smart out for two minutes and let's see. Let's see how this goes. And I don't know. He he has to figure this out. Maybe more than anything. All of the stuff that I said yesterday, all the stuff that we said today. Maybe it just all falls in Joe Missoula's lap. And it's like, dude, you got to figure out these guys' mentality. You got to figure out these rotations because Derek White does all of the things that we're saying. But the problem, Tom, is that Derek White is also a little bit smaller. 
And there are games where it's like, ooh, they're picking on him a little bit. He can't, like, can't block a ton of shots. He can't take every charge. And guys, you know, I don't know, man. I don't know. It's, 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 this is kind of like in Joe Missoula's lap. No, I, I think, I mean, you, I think you, I think you kind of hit the nail on the head with the, like, the good problem to have that we always talk about. I think a more accurate way of saying that would be like, it's the problem you choose to have, right? Like, cause it's better to have yeah. too many good guys than to not have enough good guys, but too many good guys is still a problem. You choose to have that. If, if you have, if you, if it was a binary choice between one or the other, you would certainly yeah. choose to have too many, but um, that doesn't make it any easier because like you said, like the Celtics have all of these good players, it, a big part of the problem I, like, I'm sorry, is that they have three really talented guards who all like could could play real minutes. And one of them is the longest tenured Celtic. Like, yeah. like, what do you like? You're going to you're going to take Marcus Smart out like. Right. He's been and here forever. He's an institution. Not only that, not only that, he's he's a game changing play waiting to happen all at all he, times. He almost almost stole that game last night. He did he almost like if he had tipped that in. Oh my God! Can you imagine? Like he was right there, but he puts himself in a position to make these game-changing plays over and over. So you kind of need that guy on the floor. But you're right; he's he is the longest tenure yourself. Like he knows all these guys better than anybody. The, that might have been. He almost may have made um, Grant Williams like um like not like not like ten million, but like. Maybe a million, <laughs> like, God, like you know, no, like nobody would remember those free throws if uh, if Smart had tipped that thing in, right? Um, yeah, no, look, I, I mean, and, and like we haven't even gotten to Brogdon, right? Who was like one of the steadiest players on the team, who like yeah. just just kind of a walking bucket sometimes, like who just comes in and is like, okay, uh, I got I got 19 minutes to work with. I can give you 21. Does that sound good? You want 21 points in 19? <laughs> All right, yeah, I got you. I got you. Um, like, but, but like, you know, in that Knicks game, like you said, Grant was defending Julius Randle pretty well. Mitchell Robinson was in and he was crushing the Celtics on the glass. Like they, they had to have another big in there. Yeah. You're obviously, you're not going to take Jalen or Jason off the floor. So yeah, then it, it is. Yeah. You're going to have to choose one of those three guys. Who are you going to choose? Are you going to choose like the, the, the two guys who've been coming off the bench all year? Cause the other thing about smart is like, he's really good. And like you said, he is a play like waiting to happen. He's he's like a great distributor on this team, and he's also the guy who's most likely to kind of like get a little miffy if he if he's like taken off the floor. Like, and I mean, like, kind of justifiably so. He's been here sure. forever. He's really good. Like, so like Missoula's kind of boxed in unless he wants to like kind of make a big stink, like create a situation. And um, you know, I mean, I think look, like that's that is the hardest thing about being forced into being a head coach out of nowhere is like what kind of preparation could he have possibly had for moments like this like yeah. like sure everything was great when all the threes were falling and he started off great and all that stuff but like the real test comes now the real test comes in these moments and um yeah i mean we'll see over the, you know over the next like over the next few weeks like how he gets this team to respond i think will kind of speak volumes about um just kind of his standing in that locker room, I guess. Yeah. I mean, there has to be a conversation. There has to be a sit down with Marcus smart. You know, I would sit down with him and say, okay, let's talk about this. Okay. We're, we're in a spot here where we've got this guy 
Derek White, who's a plus minus God, by the way. Mm-hmm. He's the, the advanced analytics man. They love him. And Malcolm Brogdon and Marcus Smart. So when defenses help off of Marcus Smart, you, you're just you're begging him to shoot. You're begging him to shoot. So the only way to justify, uh, and this this goes into Joe Missoula's take every three that's available. You know what I mean? Just real quick, sorry. I I know, I know I'm like I'm like a, a beat late with this, but uh, Derek White is 18th in the NBA in Raptor, which is like an advanced stat from 538 that kind of like takes a yeah. lot of that like on off stuff into account. 18th, yeah. really, a Celtic ahead of him is Tatum. Like that's like, yeah, crazy. crazy. That's crazy. Yeah. That's crazy. He's 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 very impactful. And so I go back to Joe Mazzulla saying three point attempt rate is the most important stat that that you can have and i just i don't like i disagree that it's the most important stat i understand its importance but i wonder if like when when smart takes 11 threes in a game you know and hits three of them that's an obvious kind of like glaring thing in the in the box score it's like yeah i want smart on the floor and I meant I talked about this the other day. If you're going to play smart on the floor where he's the point guard and he's initiating the offense, then great. If you're going to have Jason Tatum bringing the ball up the floor and Jalen Brown bringing up the ball up the floor, then you got to play Derek White or Brogdon. But I think I think Derek White's still the guy, and maybe yeah. Brogdon his size can can win the tiebreaker there. But if if you're going to say to, to to the team, fourth quarter, late fourth quarter offense, the ball is in Tatum and Brown's hands all the time, then you are saying that you have Marcus Smart out there as a shooting guard. Right, right. That's not right. his position. He's not a hybrid. He's not you, – you are neutering Marcus Smart. So – if Joe Missoula is saying this is the strategy, Tatum and Brown are the ball handlers in the last three minutes of the game. Okay, fine. That strategy absolutely has to include Derek White. Yeah. Or Malcolm Brogdon, but I say Derek White because you can't help off of him. Right. You can't help off of Malcolm Brogdon. You absolutely help off of Marcus Smart. You dare him to shoot those, and he won't win a series. He'll win you a game, but he probably won't win you a series doing that. So you can't have it both ways. You can't say, I defer to Marcus Smart and his tenure and his abilities and his big game abilities, and then say, we're taking away the the most impactful thing you do on offense, which is organize the team, run pick and rolls, drive getting to the teeth, and really set guys up. I love him in that role. If you're going to do that, then play him fine. Derek White can sit on the bench. But if you're not, then you got to have the balls. If you're going to say, this is our strategy, and I'm not saying like a one-off, because every once in a while Tatum's going to bring the ball up the floor. It's fine. But if you're saying to me, your crunch time strategy is Tatum and Brown, all the time, ball in their hands, then, then Smart has to come off the floor. He has to on offense. Yeah, I I could not I, I couldn't agree with any of that more. Like 
Derek White, I, uh, like Derek White being the guy, like just being that, like, you know, that fill in the cracks guy who, who, who you can't help off of. Like, like, but I also think too, like, I'm not against the strategy of having smart, bring the ball up the floor. No, like, I want and, that. And I know I you're not that. either. Yeah. Like I, I like in the final minutes, like, yeah, that would work too. Like have him bring it up that cause, cause then, you know, the offense starts and it's like, okay, like, I don't know. Like Tatum comes up and they run a, a slip screen or something. And then he, you know, like, like hit Tatum. What I mean, myriad options, like Tatum yeah. and Brown as the two horns guys. Oh gosh. Yeah. Like what, like, what are you going to do about that? Like, yeah. it's like, it's I mean, it really just puts the other team in some really uncomfortable positions. But to your point, the way to make it much more comfortable for them is to have smart post up in the corner somewhere and just be out of the play. Like that's, that's not going to work. That it, no. it's not, it's not going to generate anything good. Um, so yeah, no, I, I, I agree with that take completely. Um, it's, uh, it, we'll, we'll see. We'll see. We'll see how, yeah. how, how they adjust, but I, 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 I think you're right. I love, I love Marcus Smart, the point guard. Excellent, Smart, excellent, point guard excellent player. Is 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 a great player. He's he is, he, and and at the beginning of the season, at the Celtics' best, Smart was the point guard. Mm-hmm. In the Brooklyn game, when they were really racking up the twenty-eight point lead, Smart was the point guard. Yep, pushing the pace. I was noting at the beginning. I'm like, wow, Smart. Every time Smart got the ball, he's waving. Go, go, come on, let's go. Boom. Run, run off the make. Let's go. Push the pace. That that guy, that guy is a point guard and the point guard on a championship team. That's how mm-hmm. much, I, how highly I think I agree. Smart in that position. Starting so, point guard on a championship. Starting team. point guard yep. for a championship team. Why? And I understand. Hey, you got Tatum and Brown. Like those are your finishers. Those are your closers. So okay, fine. But you don't have to have your closers ball handling either. Hey, you know what? I know Tatum said he talked about his handle, but it's not that great. I'm sorry. Tatum's handle is not that great. Jalen Brown's handle is not that great. It's better. They're, mm-hmm. It's good. It's good enough to get them where they need to go, but they're not point guards. The Celtics. I said well, you said at the start of the show, LeBron, it's it's not that. Right. And and as I, as I said on yesterday's show, but again, I will repeat myself because I think it's worth repeating. At the, after the finals, the Celtics said, damn, we need another ball handler because of how Tatum and Brown were handled in the finals by the Warriors. They went out and got another ball handler. And you're telling me that you're going to come back to this strategy in the clutch now? You're going to come down to the fourth quarter and you're going to tell me, yeah, we're going back to Tatum and Brown handling the ball. And the guy that we just got the ball handler, and he's going to stay on the bench. And the other guy who's emerged as a good ball handler, he's going to stay on the bench. And the guy that's been here the longest, who is a good ball handler, we're going to have him standing in the corner. What the hell is that? You just lost the finals because you didn't have these ball handlers, and you're doing what cost you a championship. Get away from that. That bugs me like crazy. And these past three games have highlighted it. And it's that that's got to stop. So it the only redeeming factor, like I said, if you're going to do that, space the damn floor. Space the damn floor, and you got to get smart off the floor. And that sucks. I hate that I have to say that because it's it can't be, it can't be one, it can't be both. You can't have both. Yep. yep. All right. I can't believe, Tom that it's March, we're recording this on March 7th. 
I can't believe that we're having this conversation on March 7th, the way this season has gone. It, it's bothersome to me that we have to have this conversation at this point of the season because I thought all this stuff was fixed. I thought all this stuff was, was done. We're done with it. I mean, if you told me on like September 30 that we were having this conversation in March, I'd be like, yeah, okay. Like that, that sucks, but that, that's not, like, that's not unbelievable. Like, yeah, right. Sep- but late September, you were like, hey, I don't know how this is going to go. Like, there's a lot of stuff wrong like, right. going on. Right like, but after but November yeah, and December, after November like, and December, it's like, ah, oh, my gosh. Okay. Here we are. Yeah. Um, the fact that we're here, and it wasn't like January swoon or anything like that. This no. is March. This is yeah. 16 games left. There's weeks left. I mean, Jason Tatum just said at All-Star Weekend, I thought it was such an impactful thing that he said about, like, it really matters that we play well going because, like, the team that win, that plays well down the stretch tends to be the team that wins the title. He just said that. Yeah. And, like, yeah. I mean, boah, not a... Not what you want. Yeah, that's a good point. That's a good point. If they lose on Wednesday, I'm going to bring that quote back up to him. See what <laughs> yeah. he says. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, yeah. I, I think I want to see uh, what he said. I we'll want to see, we'll see what see he if, reacts. We'll see if he reacts the, the way that, uh, I mean, Al Horford was, was, was very like, yeah, you know, it's a good point by you when, yeah. you, when, <laughs> you, when like, you brought that, when you really challenged him. We'll see, we'll see how Tatum does. <laughs> yeah. We'll see how that goes. <laughs> hey, man. Hey, you said it. I didn't say it. You said these words. Yeah, yeah. You said these words, and now here we are. So what's the deal? Yeah. Oh, man. I want to do a post-game 30-point blowout, beat the beat the Blazers, things look great kind of podcast so badly now. I feel like I feel like this has been angry, angry John for the past couple of days. I don't like it. this felt very baseline to me i don't know what that says about like me as a person but (laughs) oh man i mean hey i'm just passionate like all us greeks all right tom all right man appreciate (laughs) you uh we'll see how it goes make sure you're subscribed to get that podcast if you haven't subscribed at this point uh you can do so on any app that exists where podcasts exist also on youtube hop on in watch us Hop in the comment section. Tell us what you think. Do you agree with us? Do you disagree with us? Do you think I'm full of crap? Let me know in the comment section. And I would love it if you're a subscriber. If you shared the podcast, whenever somebody's got a bad take on Twitter, whenever somebody's got a bad take on Facebook, say, no, 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 no. Make sure you're getting your takes from the Locked On Celtics podcast. It's right here on the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.